Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 22 for April 10th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Poppy. <laughs> and I'm Mr. and Mrs. Rhodes Clark. We're back after a week away to talk about recent games that caused us to say nope. And I finally bought Zelda. Look finally. at you. Um, yeah, look at me. Um, have you guys heard of that of that game, Zelda? The uh, I've been playing Zorldo. I think it. Oh, got, okay. I think it was pretty bad. It got pretty bad reviews. It yeah. made me say, "Nope, no, it didn't." Yeah, no, I got a ninety-seven yeah. out of a hundred. <clears throat> Only a thanks, Jim Sterling. Um, so the other game that like inspired this topic of uh, nopes or like rage quits or something. Um, is a game by David Jaffe called Drawn to Death. And that game came out for free on if you have PlayStation Plus this month. And with most of the games that come out for free, I, 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 I try it out. And I heard a little bit about this game over the years because it's been in development for a while. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, it's a third-person multiplayer shooter um, set in an eighth-grade boy's notebook that he draws in in class do you emphasize the boys no no uh yes no i do like honestly yes it is very much a boy's notebook it's not a yeah and not a good boy Um, no a nasty boy so so you say multiplayer shooter do you i i I immediately think of say like an overwatch like a 6v6 is that what we're talking about here or mikey might be able to speak into it better i it's like played through half of the tutorial and i said no (laughs) i could not get through it it's a third person uh, so I played it at PAX a, a few times. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not into it whatsoever. Um, I, I was kind of holding off like, all right, it's, you know, it's still at PAX. Like, it's still in development. Like, I'm not going to make a final judgment on it, but I was very yeah. not into it. And then just the more I saw of it, the more I was just like, oh, yeah, this is, it's just excessively juvenile and gross mm-hmm. and, and honestly doesn't feel good. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a third person arena shooter. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, it's it's uh, another like it's it's a totally free to play game. I from what I understand, like that's what it seems like it is. I, I can't imagine. No, it's it costs fifteen bucks. Oh, does it? Okay, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. know why you would do that to yourself. So um, okay, real quick, I, I just want to say this this topic. It could get so easy for us to just like shit all over games, right? Yeah. I want to encourage us to like you know think about why we don't like things. I guess yeah. as opposed to just. Uh, you know yeah no like mean. the i need to look at the art style just so i can try I was to like, say well yeah like, i don't like the way it looks <laughs> no it, it doesn't it's yeah. really sloppy and and like i, I the whole, it's mostly like white and like so like the white with like the blue like kind of uh like lines. college rule notebook sort of thing yeah yeah so it's got like yeah. the color of like the lines in a college rule notebook um mm-hmm. so it's like that white and blue and then it's like a lot of red yeah three three like, d like black and white sketched figures and it, it's yeah okay my my biggest thing is it is its tone and i i i also agree it it did not play very well like even in the tutorial when no one's really attacking you it felt kind of floaty uh, a little janky but like the big thing that made me go like i can't play this anymore is it's aggressive aggressive tone like it's every single line is some sort of like crude crass disgusting offensive joke and uh every drawing is the same thing like yeah. i'm looking at screenshots that i posted of like uh a unit like an anthropomorphic unit like horse with long hair and huge tits <laughs> with eyes for nipples and and it's like holding a uh, a thing called puke punch, which is huh. um, its favorite non-purple drink, teehee. And it's <laughs> it's just aggressively uncool. And it, it thinks it's cool. And it's like, uh, I yeah. can't stand it. Like, uh, it yeah. called me a spicy wank stain on multiple occasions. Yeah, it, like, it, uh, like all, all the characters that? are just like trying to shit on you. Like call you like a little bitch. It's like, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's supposed and, to be like a, like a pissy teenager. And then they want to yeah, remind you like, that you like it. <laughs> pretty much like and that that that's the other thing like the idea of playing through drawings of an eighth graders notebook i think is a really novel idea and i think when i first saw the trailer like it, it might have been a little bit more top down 2d and it looked more like moving art mm-hmm. uh this was like years ago if i remember i remember but like yeah. this eighth graders 
notebook signifies so much about this person in this school and it's the kind of person that you would never want to talk to or never be yeah. friends with or like never like this is for a very niche person who like i don't want to discount realities or like certain people's narratives or whatever but like it's so aggressively unrelatable to probably most people i think it's awful i i think it would be i i think that what you just kind of said there is interesting. This idea that like it could be really cool. This idea of like making a game based around an eighth grader's notebook. But what if a different developer, like what if Fulbright took that idea? Yeah. Like yeah. that so, would be a very different game. Uh, yeah, Fulbright, so, like, the absolutely. developers have gone home and coming out soon to Tacoma. Oh, t- totally. Yeah. Like, g- like let that game company or um, yes. Uh, I, why can't I think of it? But yeah, the uh, Fulbright studios, this guy, Steve Gaynor, um, like let Steve Gaynor do something or like Nina Freeman, like somebody who would like, like, so r- real quick, like as a frame of reference, this is the guy that made twisted metal and God of war. I was going to say, it, man, it looks so and, twisted metal. And, and it very much has yeah. that, like, like just unrestrained, like metal influenced, like, yeah, just kind of crass adolescent mentality about it. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I think that like those, even those, showed some sort of restraint like and they each had consistent themes or like a voice or something uh because i think jaffe might have been creatively on those but he was working on a larger team and i think that this is sort of like him not like this is people saying yes to everything he says you know what i mean like, absolutely this is, yeah no one told him hey maybe not you know, like, yeah, and it, that's one of the things that I noticed with Sony is that they just like let their developers be developers, which is usually good. But someone, on, someone on PlayStation should have looked at this and gone, "Wait a minute, this is this is sort of like not what we want to be on the platform or something." Yeah, yeah, especially as like a game that you're giving for free to a vast majority of people that own PlayStations. Yeah, like I think they have a lot of weight. They hold a lot of weight in a. Jaffe's name. It, it, think, and that's it. Because, yeah, he made God of War for them, and Twisted Metal was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I want to see somebody, like... So, specifically, Nina Freeman, she made uh, her indie game, uh, Sybil, which is, yeah. like, the story of, like, like you're going through this teenage girl's laptop and, like, discovering her, like, romance she made over uh, an MMO, like, mm-hmm. through, like, images and files on her computer and, like... I think that kind of like exploration of something a little bit more sincere and genuine. Um, yeah. Like I was just watching it. Uh, I talk about him a lot, but Mark Brown, the guy who does game makers toolkit, he just did a video mm-hmm. for uh, psychonauts and like, mm. like discuss like how it's like amazing how that game, like um, it's a 3d pl- like 3d platformer in the vein of like Banjo Kazooie where like you have these like themed worlds, but the worlds are themed around like going into somebody with like, um, some kind of like mental shit going on in their life and you go into their mind and the world is like warped around their yeah around their mind and like if you kind of did something like that with this notebook like honestly double fine would be a perfect uh studio to tackle oh. a game like this yeah but with a but like they do things like in just a much more playful uh like sincere way it, exactly um, like yeah. I, I feel like you could probably like get the same like seed of this like mentality in something like sunset overdrive but sunset overdrive does such a fucking great job at like like so that game was coming out around the time that the assassin's creed uh like little thing was going around where like they couldn't put a female uh, assassin in their game and they're complaining about like the resources it would take and like yeah they put up that like quick little like snide like oh look you can just be a woman because that's something you should fucking be able to do in 2014. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, um, so basically yeah. this is a game that like if Reaper from overwatch decided to make a game, <laughs> he'd make fun of yeah, no, yeah, that. Th- this is Reaper's <laughs> middle school notebook. Yeah. Just yeah. die, um, were there, die, die. Were there any games that like you couldn't even get past like the first 10 minutes? So I had a similar feeling with let it die. And we, mm-hmm. I've talked about it at length before, but like I kind of deconstructed a little bit about what I didn't like about it. Um, yeah, like I felt mm-hmm. like some of the character, like some of the characters and dialogue, like same as Drawn to Death, like are just like very kind of crude and condescending. Like it very much feels like adults trying to resonate with millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. 
And like that game just had very like very boring level design. It was like you look at the map, it's like, oh, here's this a long corridor and you get into a square room and then you go down another long corridor to another square room where like there's combat encounters. It was just really boring and unimaginative. Um and a thing that I hated about that game was that it had destructible weapons. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing like it, I feel a bit hypocritical because I actually really love that about Legend of Zelda, but Let It Die is a free to play game, and so you, it encourages you to spend resources on maintaining weapons that you like. And I feel like it's a little bit uh, exploitative, and it just like feels like they're really trying to like it's it's not a like positive kind of design. Like it's not really adding something to it. It's creating a barrier for you to spend money on it. Yeah, um, so is that a, a free-to-play game, like, with microtransactions? Let it die? Yeah. Yes, it's totally free-to-play, and then you pay to, like, get equipment and keep your characters, and um, you can kind of bypass a lot of the earliest boring areas, and it, it just, it feels very much... And, like, I, it, you know, I didn't spend any money on it, so it's, you know, the criticism needs that kind of qualifier on it, but... Um, and it's a... The Dark Souls esque game is that I I feel like that's doing such a fucking disservice to From Software. <laughs> like that, that was the obvious parallel that a lot of people kind of drew when that yeah. game came out. It was like, oh yeah, like it's easy to just say it plays like Dark Souls, but it looks like clunkier. Yeah, no, like that that new uh, the Surge game. Like people are comparing that to Dark Souls, and that combat looks nothing like Dark Souls. Like it's got the same kind of like camera where you lock on and like you strafe. Like it looks yeah. Like, kind of like dark souls but like actually watching like the animations and how that combat plays out like that is not fu- that's not dark souls yeah it's, it's much more like prolonged animations whereas is dark souls it just sort of like i don't know like well yeah the like animations it, cancel and stuff and it yeah exactly like it, it gets down to like a like frame sensitive like context in terms of like what's happening and like yeah the search doesn't seem like that and let it die absolutely is not that um yeah, like that—that's a game I very quickly just kind of like. Nah, like th- this tone is very much like because it was Suda Fifty One who also just has problems with tone. In e- even in his games that I love, he's always got a problem with tone and like handling certain things with you know a little bit of subtlety. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it sounds like for games that or qualities in games that we don't like or that'll make us. I mean, okay, back up. The three of us typically have pretty sh- similar worldview and like we kind of agree on a lot and yeah. the same things we, that we, we, we like similar things and we dislike similar things. So like trying to define games that we don't like, it sounds like tone is a, is a big part of, of that, like drawn to death and let it die have terrible, terrible attitudes. They're yeah. both PlayStation exclusives. What? They're also both PlayStation exclusives. <laughs> That's a good point. Dang. Um, but yeah, and, and see, so uh, like, I don't mind, because, like, if you think, like, Doom, Doom yeah. is as, like, just fucking out the walls metal and just, like, brutal and graphic and, like, you're just tearing shit apart. And so it's, and I, I love that game. I loved last year's Doom. So it's not, it's like, it's, but not, it's not like punching down or making fun of anybody. Oh, no, or, like, it, that game is so fucking thing. It's smart. like, just, it exactly knows what it is. And it's yeah. just, if anything, it's punching laterally and you're just punching a bunch of demons. So, yeah, no, and like, yeah. Drawn to Death and Let It Die have just a very, like, kind of crass and, like, juvenile yeah. uh, is the, mentality. It seems like the issue with them is that they're both trying to talk to the player in that way. Whereas Doom, I think, just yeah. sort of, like, lets you follow the story. Sure. Yeah, that's a good. Or, or even, yeah. or even not. Like, it, I found the story stuff interesting, but I know a lot of people that are just like, "No, I just fucking ran through it and just yeah, I guess had a blast." Lets you follow the game, <clears throat> yeah, and, like allows well, you like, to ignore like, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just sort of become legend in that, like where you're just like this unstoppable um, doom slayer. Yeah. In general, it seems like Drawn to Death and Let It Die both saw that people really like Deadpool and like didn't understand what <laughs> dead like why people like Deadpool yeah. and just decided to create things that you know that people are like oh they like crass and they like uh, f- like almost offensive jokes and then they tell that like yeah. they don't tell that line very well. Brian, what about you? Uh, so the game that comes to mind for me is uh, Hearthstone, the Blizzard's uh, wor- World of Work or Warcraft based. Uh, online digital card game. Just another um, tone deaf, juvenile, just yeah, crass, shitty, shitty, bad, funny, 
Yeah. Uh, Clunky and- combat. <laughs> so, we all yeah. chose games we didn't pay for. I just realized. That's yeah, true. Yeah, they're all free to play games to some extent. Well, yeah, um, Drawn to Death is free for the month of April. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> for me, for me, I there are a lot of things I like about Hearthstone, and I would actually recommend Hearthstone to a lot of people. Uh, but what sort of keeps me away from it and like really uh, hinders my appreciation for it is are, are a couple things. Um, I think just to begin with, like sometimes sometimes the community can be a bit salty. Um, all of my friends who play it will typically preface any of any of my questions I have to them or my, my general interest with just don't play this game. It's not worth it. But <laughs> here's why I like it. Uh, and so that sort of like gets me pretty often. Uh, in addition to that too, there is a si- significant feeling, a significant amount of pressure. It feels like to, to like really buy into it and like just pay money mm-hmm. to get cards. Uh, and that's a bit of a bummer. It was more of a bummer for me, you know, when I, uh, was working part time and uh, you know didn't have as much of like I, now I think I have more disposable income than I could put toward it if I wanted to but yeah. it, it basically amounts to it being a $60 game but being like launched as free to play and so if you if you really want to get anywhere you have to pump in at least $50, $60 to get enough random cards at the very least to break down and then craft like the cards you want um and so that I think is just kind of a, a damper as well. Um, and overall, it's just a bit random. Like the I, I have friend the same friends that play it also were very into Magic: The Gathering and just would criticize Hearthstone for the the RNG or the the randomness of how effects would work and things would happen. Which yeah. I of course am not super into the meta. I don't I don't know that very well, um, but I can get that. And I think that. What really stands out to me too is just the lack of social interaction in a game that is relatively slow and uh, requires you to wait for someone to like contemplate their move, similar to like chess. Uh, yeah, like part of the fun of playing a, a card game like Magic is, I mean, I've only played it once, but I'd have to imagine it's like re- like watching the other person's face as they try to figure out what they're about to do next and uh, yeah, yeah, reading movements and stuff. I don't know. It's, like, it's just it's kind of boring when you're just sitting there waiting for waiting, seeing a card pop up and then go back down out of their hand and then like up and down and then they play something and then, yeah. So uh, have you guys played it very much? So I spent like a couple months playing Hearthstone and I actually was super, super into it. And then I, I'm not very good and I don't <laughs> like building a deck. Uh, Cause yeah. I don't have time to like understand how cards will complement one another. Like I just can't, my brain doesn't work that way. I just can't create something that, works like that but also i stopped playing for a little bit and i came back and i felt like the whole game had changed um that's Mm -hmm. my big thing with that is now i just can't play it anymore so the shifting meta is like a bit of an issue for you yeah i would say so yeah it it just takes so much time like um so like i i play fantasy football and Mm -hmm. um i've always wanted to do fantasy baseball but so like with football there's yeah like all the games are on one day once a week like with a right. you know, couple like monday and thursday games or whatever but ultimately it's like oh yeah like i need to check this like twice a week but my friends do baseball and you every fucking day you need to be like on top of like no oh, like, who's, who's playing what and like how's everyone awful. doing it yeah it's it's a fucking investment and i feel the same way about hearthstone where it's if you're not like on top of like how like they buff cards and how they add things to um, cancel each other out and like how people are playing with different uh, like decks. Like if you're not on top of it, I feel so out of the loop. Like I can go in there yeah. and like try to throw something together and I can like, I'm sure that like I'm really actually not doing well, but like I can still feel like fine. Like not in quite the same way as overwatch where it's like, I can go in and totally feel competent. Like yeah, after not playing for months, like depending on who I pick, um, yeah, like it, it's one of those things that's like, I, it, that was actually probably the first game I could actually watch esports of just because like, it's so colorful. Um, if there's good commentators, they can explain to you what's happening. Like mm-hmm. whenever, um, I used to watch Phil Kohler and Griffin McElroy's, um, weekly Hearthstone thing they do on, um, Polygon and like they would do Stoner's a, nation. Stoner's nation. That's right. Stone. Um, and they did such a great job of like explaining what like what they're doing with their decks and like what these cards do and like 
even if they're like playing somebody else, like they can like see what they're trying to do and try to extrapolate what they might have in their deck and what they might be building towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think if you have like the right like person or thing to hold your hand through it, I adore Hearthstone. Yeah. It's just something like, yeah, like deck building stuff. I'm not great at, um, like whenever even like tabletop games, like when people are like, Oh, let's play this fun deck building game. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I agree. It's it's so it's so hard to follow. I don't know. I think that you kind of just said that, but it it's it's hard to follow and it seems like there's sometimes a community that doesn't want you to follow with them. I can see yeah, that. I can see that too. Um but yeah, and, and to the social thing, like I actually love that about Hearthstone is that like all of your interactions with other players are the chirps, that's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eight like preset like just like good match or like like i will d- be your death <laughs> yeah yeah just just little things like that and it kind of eliminates just like the toxic kind mm-hmm. of uh you know communities that exist in games like, even on games like overwatch that are like inherently like fun and um cooperative like people are get like really shitty on those and so the fact that they eliminate them and especially because matches are typically no more than like five minutes so you're kind of yeah. like in and out and you don't need to stay your welcome with chats and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's like the big trade-off, right? Like, do you want to have a toxic community communicating with each other, or do you want to just mute overall conversation? And I, th- I agree with their move on muting it, because chances are you have nothing nice to say to the person who's beating you across the table. Um, mm-hmm. But it does sort of, like, put a wall between between engagement when, like, your interactions maybe are, like, once every 30 to, like, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a trade-off. I think it's a good conversation to have, and it's a good overall solution. Yeah. But it is a trade-off. Uh, did either of you re- play online on PS3 at all? Uh, on like, live, play games online. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, online multiplayer. I played some multiplayer games. Oh no, not uh, really. It, it was so great. Nobody talked on PlayStation. Like I, yeah, I'd PlayStation. Go- no one had mics on PlayStation Three because you had to get a Bluetooth headset. But like for the first four years, I think you could only yeah. use a Bluetooth headset. And so mm. it was just quiet, and it was actually really fucking nice. Like I'd play yeah. Uncharted Two, and like occasionally, like you'd hear a few people. But um, mm-hmm. like I, I remember, I, I'd play uh, with my friend who was fucking like superb at Uncharted Two's multiplayer, and we had like I'd have my laptop, and I just talked to him on Facebook Messenger um, yeah. while we nice. were playing. Um, and yeah, like it was actually like really nice because like I could go play a Call of Duty and I didn't have to hear you know a bunch of like sixteen, seventeen year olds just like yeah, just duking on me hard. It almost felt like you were playing, and you probably weren't most of the time. But like the lack of voice chat almost made it feel more like mature and more adult. Oh, totally. Like, no, like I, we're all adults here. We don't need to talk to each other. We're just playing the game. It's chill. Mm-hmm. Like let's yeah. hang out. Well, and, and, and that was and, it. And a big part of it, I'm just remembering now, is that they weren't charging for. The, to play online at that point that's right so, yes and so that was the other concession it's like all right i'm not like spending what is it like 60 bucks 60. a year on xbox live and and i don't have to deal with a bunch of like shitty children just like cursing and saying mean things about me yeah and it was just like oh yeah like th- this is just a nice thing i can just go and play this game and not have any of this like extraneous bullshit like occasionally you'd get somebody who like after a match they'd send you a message over psn but then you yeah. could just ignore that yeah, it, it, and it was actually great, and so I think that kind of colors my perception. Like I, sure, I miss doing that and being able to just be like, "No, I'm good." Like, I understand you can mute it, but like that that was a fun community just because it was like from the lack of negativity, it was a positive place. Sure. Yeah. Do you uh, do you guys want to talk about Luthrausers? I've I still never played it, but I want to hear oh, more about it. It's very good. It's probably hmm. I have like a a uh, a library of games that I can always go to and just yeah. like have a good time play. That is Browsers is one. Th- that is a Ollie game Ollie. that I always. I, I I don't know if you wrote about it on my like old old blog or something, but no. like that that's a game that I always just associate with you. It's that's like a cool I, thing. Yeah, like Browsers. Yeah, I actually do yeah. as well. Rose was pretty into it back in the day. Yeah, yeah, back in like 2013, 14. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Luthrausers is a game by uh, Vlambeer. It's the studio that made Super Crate Box, Ridiculous Fishing. I love Ridiculous Fishing uh, so much. Nuclear Throne, which is another one of those games that I can go and play whenever. Yeah. I want to talk about that on the pod sometime. But uh, Luthrausers is a game that um, 
Okay. So I got married last week and nice. in the week leading up to yeah. um, the marriage, the wedding, um, I, I had my Vita with me when we were in Bellingham and like in my just very few moments of downtime, I would just open up the Vita. I haven't bought a new game on Vita in a really long time. I think Severed was the last one I got. Nice. I didn't even beat it. But uh, Drowsers is always on there and I just sort of revisited it. And um, so that's a game... I don't know how to describe it. It's like a 2D aerial dogfighting game where like you launch a little plane out from a submarine into the air and then you shoot a bunch of um, planes and, and ships and blimps and you try to survive as long as you can. It's aggressive. It's unf- I, w- I wouldn't call it unfair, but it's like there's some element of randomness to it yeah. that makes it feel very, very challenging. The best part is you can customize your your the body of your ship the 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 jet of your ship and your your weapon so that there's like i, I want to say there's like uh, there's at least thousands of combinations um that you yeah. can do because each section of the ship has like i don't know a bunch of different weapons and stuff to choose from um and it's got this it's super cool like i what always strikes me about the game is the art style it's this like kind of sepia tone yeah. pixel art it, it uses like the the main color palette because you can yeah. shoot, you can change it. it. I think it uses about three colors. It's okay. a sep- sepia yeah. background, and every um, your ship and bullets and and every enemy is like a dark red. Yeah, and I I don't think minimalist is the right word for it, but it's just so like intentional. Yeah, it, it's so know. like yeah, it's it's kind of like rudimentary in the design. Like the ships are like very like are like relatively detailed, but like it's, yeah. It's just very simple, like the like even down to the controls. The controls are like moving, and then you have your shoot button, which like yeah. again, like Mark Brown did a super f- great video on like w- how brilliant like that design is, like that design choice. Yeah. So in Luftrausers, the the best part. I already said there's a best part, but the other best part <laughs> is that uh, while you're shooting and you take damage, you can't heal your ship until you stop shooting. And it creates this sort of risk reward system of like, okay, I know I can get this many ships, but if I keep going past that, I might get damaged more than I can handle and then explode and the level restarts. Um, But the beauty of it is that you can just restart whenever you want. Like it's such a fast, like the games where you can do a short run and restart without any loading. It's the best. Yeah. Um, You can just keep playing. Like Uh, that's why hotline Miami is so good. That game would be hotline. Miami is one of those games that I was mentioning, like where I can just like, yeah, always pick it up and have something. I I always had that on my Vita. Like that, that was the perfect Vita game for me. Yeah. Um, but like seriously, loot browsers is probably, I haven't checked. It's probably no more than $15 right now. Anywhere. I'd have to imagine that it's like probably 10. I'd hope. Um, it's available on PC, PlayStation 4, Vita, I think PS3, and it's so, yeah, so it's, good. It's $10 on Steam. $10. Cool. Um, um, which is more than worth it. Yeah. Game's fucking that rad. That game is super, super rad. And the music, oh, God, I keep on forgetting. So there's <laughs> the soundtrack of the game um, is dynamic in that each ship part has a different element of uh okay the soundtrack is broken up into three tracks basically you got your drums you got your like your bass and you got your main hook right and if you each ship part is attached to one of those three components of the track so as you change your ship part the soundtrack changes for every single run um and there's like a a consistent like obviously each um soundtrack is or each like uh track for the ship is played to the same key and it like all sounds like connected but it's just different enough every single time and it's still always very good i love that game (laughs) yeah um and then i played zelda and it's good yeah you guys are right i'm playing it on wii u throwing bombs uh, grabbing shit stasis thing shit legend of zelda Mm -hmm. breath of the buck wild dang yeah brian have you been playing destiny yeah yeah i bought destiny uh, you're, the, you're the one that talks so much shit about Destiny. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you did. No, I always thought it was really cool, but I, I think I was put off by the uh, Destiny's a first-person like multiplayer online shooter uh, that has released four expansions now. 
Yeah. Each of which are what twenty dollars. Uh, it really been was forty. Yeah. Yeah. There's the first two before Tanky King, Taken King, and then Iron Wolves. So I bought okay, the collection I... for sixty dollars, which felt pretty cool because it was the entire game and all the expansions all in one. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And I have it on Xbox One, and I've been playing a little bit here and there. I I know I'm. Ah, but you to... don't have the PlayStation exclusive strikes, do I you? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of sucks, but no, it's okay. Uh, it, I don't know. I've been playing through the vanilla Destiny, and it just it feels really good. I have no idea what the story is, other than that there's some fallen and there's some take not taken, but hive. There's some bad guys, and I'm shooting bad guys, and I'm hanging out with with. Uh, is it Nolan North is doing the the ghost now? Yeah, yeah. So. He'll never replace Dinklebot. In I'm my not heart. playing with Dinklebot, but uh, <laughs> I I don't know. There's there's like there's a lot to say about Destiny, but as someone who who's just sort of getting into it for the first time. Uh, it's a really good first person shooter that you just yeah. kind of kill a lot of enemies like wind waves. And mm-hmm. I did my first strike, I guess like the dungeon Yeah, with three people. And that was pretty cool where the three of us were just sort of like running, running through a, a level together. And there was a big mm-hmm. robot at the end we had to kill. We all yeah. died a lot. Are you, uh, are you playing with friends? No. None of my friends have consoles outside of you guys, oh, yeah. and I don't. Other than Mikey, I don't know anybody with an Xbox One. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like Destiny a lot. I still do. Um, I don't play it very much. There, anymore. he said yeah. it. I never played it past the vanilla release. I'm curious. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So I, God, I remember when it, this is that came out when I was writing at Pulp, and mm. in the lead up to it. I and maybe one other person were actually excited about it, and I was like carrying the fucking torch for it. Um, <laughs> and like, it, w- it was weird because everyone was like, like I was super down on Titanfall, and then I ended up getting Titanfall, and I adored it, and I was super hyped about Destiny, and then I got Destiny, and I was not into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it was that their marketing was a bit disingenuous as to what Destiny actually was. So vague. Um, well, like they said it was going to be like this epic space fantasy where um, like you're gonna like it's gonna be very much like an RPG where like you build your character and like it's gonna have all this lore and like you'll get these weapons that are you know that'll be like unique to your character and like I got through the main storyline and and they were very adamant that it was not an MMO they yeah people are like oh so this is like an MMO they're like no 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 we like we don't use that word it's not an MMO and it, it fucking was that's that's what it was which is fine, yeah. But like, I went into it expecting something different. Like, I, I wanted something where I could go in there, like, make my own character that felt unique in the world, which never happened. All of the characters look nope. exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Um. Like, I remember like that year, Call of Duty came out, and my Call of Duty character on like in multiplayer looked more different than the other characters than it did in Destiny. The what? Was that Call of Duty Ghosts? No, that was um, the Kevin Spacey one. Oh, the Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, which, which that game fucking owned. Um, that was a good game. Brian, yeah. Brian so what, what is co- compelling you to play through Vanilla Destiny? Because couldn't you just like take that? Don't they give you an item to get you up to like level 25 or whatever? Yeah, I have, one that, skip? I have one that gets me to 25 and one that gets me to 40. Uh, I feel like I would miss something. Oh, I, I don't know. It's yeah. not bad. It's just that like the world's populated with like these side quests that are just like, oh, go kill these guys for like you know reason, and it's yeah. just it's the same thing over and over again. And like, I don't think you'd really be missing anything. Yeah, if like d- if, if, if you just played through like the story missions and like could level up accordingly, like I would recommend playing through it. Like, yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. It's probably the best feeling shooter like ever made it like, feels it, really good yeah. yeah um yeah i'm sorry to cut you off there but like that, like i hate those side missions so much like that mm. was frustrating yeah i might i might do that at some point right now I'm, i think i am doing the story missions and they you feel fine but yeah. i think i might i might just use, use the thing at some point but really what, what's got me playing destiny period is the Announcement for Destiny 2 on PC has me pretty excited. I have a couple mm-hmm. friends who are interested in it. Uh, and so we'll probably be playing Destiny 2 in, in September. But uh, The one like, true MMO. The one true MMO. Uh, we haven't played World of Warcraft in quite a while, so I'm excited at the, <laughs> at the premise of potentially having 
a game to get my friends all in the same thing other than Overwatch. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's cool. Uh, I didn't really want to admit that I'm playing it, but I'm definitely playing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so embarrassed. Oh, Mikey, what have you been playing? All right. I have been uh, just playing, been playing games on my phone mostly because when I get mm-hmm. home, my roommate's playing Horizon. And ah, um, nice. like I, I've been playing Binding of Isaac on my Switch, but that's if I said every week that I was playing Binding of Isaac, I would just be talking about Binding of Isaac all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I downloaded and I played this game all the way from Seattle to Bellingham for your, your wedding time. Um, a little papercraft puzzle game called Kami 2. Um, oh, you mentioned that at the wedding. Oh, yeah, at, at the reception. Yeah, like we were talking about yeah. games and I was like, oh my God, I've been playing this really cool game. It's really pretty. Um, oh, you yeah. mentioned that at your birthday party. Yeah, my birthday party. Um, so, th- oh yeah. Also, guys, if you're if you're uh, listeners, if you're wondering, uh, you can catch our the the archive of our live stream um, at uh, Twitch.tv/slash/blarkwedding. No, that's not a real thing. I was just pretending that we did a live stream. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, so the the mechanic of the game is that you are basically just like. Um, it's like these folded pieces of paper that like are um, triangles filling the screen and they like they're making shapes and patterns um, in different colors and you select the color you want to use to fill in and then you just you fill in the space of one color with another one so like if you're on like mm-hmm. Microsoft Paint and you just did like the, the fill option it's basically right. that with pretty animations um, hmm. and yeah just like a very simple puzzler um, progressing through the um, like packed in puzzles is like a lot of fun. Um, it's got like just the right amount of challenge to it. And it's never more than like, like it, it gives you the amount of moves. It should like the minimum amount of moves that it should take to complete the puzzle. And it's mm-hmm. early on. It's like, like three to like six, like for the first like 50 to hundred puzzles of the game. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go do a daily puzzle. And it's like this massive complicated thing. And it's like the minimum, uh, the minimum solution is like 12 moves. I'm like, ah, this is, a little too much. Um, but it's really fun. It's a very pretty and like cathartic game to just kind of lose myself in. Um, cool. But, but then I've been playing the hell out of Bethesda Pinball, um, which is <laughs> a uh, released as a free-to-play game, at least on the iOS store. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's by Zen Pinball, the guys that make all of like the digital pinball tables um, for all yeah. the licensed properties. Um, it has a table for Skyrim, table for uh fallout and a table for doom and interesting huh. yeah it's it's weird like i've never like it, it leans really heavy into like the kind of abstract like playing of one of those games um mm-hmm. and for skyrim and fallout it's a little bit weird because you actually like build a character and then like you'll light up certain lanes that will then like allow you to like build skills or gain experience and you level up and you'll have to, there'll be like enemies that kind of move along a track that you need to try to hit and take out and they can do damage to you. And like, I have always been really bad about following like what I'm supposed to do on a pinball table. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to smack this ball around. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's usually what I do. And just like hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah. So it's good pinball. You're saying yes, but the doom table, (laughs) since it's not trying to emulate an RPG, but instead is trying to emulate a first person shooter. Um, Mm -hmm. like it does have those enemies that pop up and like, it gives you like these little missions and it's like, and it's more like cut and dry. Like, oh yeah, you just kind of need to hit these specific lanes, um, to gain points. And without all of that, like weird abstraction that the Skyrim and fallout tables have the doom table and also just the aesthetic of it. And it's a, I think a better design table that feels a lot better to play. Um, yeah, the, the doom table is the one that I just keep playing. Um, and like yeah, it's it's really great and free to play. And um, you start off getting one table, and you need to be online in the free to play version of it. Um, if you like spend th- like I think it's like two bucks per table, then you get it offline. But uh, yeah, like y- you can get it, and you choose one table. You do twenty uh, matchups, which are three minute um, kind of like high score rushes to progress. Um, when, when you do twenty of those, you can unlock another table. Um, hmm. and then, and then again, so you could get all the tables for free. Um, and, 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 and it's just like, yeah, keep playing and then you can get more tables, which is 
nice that it's not something a little bit more like sinister, like in Let It Die. Um, right. But yeah, so if you could get it and then just get the Doom table, which is the best table, and then just be good. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a very great like since since I usually do mostly just play those like three minute matchups. It's like really easy to just go in if I have like an extra minute or two, just like on commercial breaks when I'm watching TV. I'm like, all right, gonna squeeze in one quick run on the Doom table. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and um, that, that's been really cool. And like I. There are a bunch of like really cool like IRL pinball spots up in Seattle. Now I really want to go to them. Squeeze in that doom. We have one in Bellingham too. A pinball bar. Nice. Oh yeah, it's by the Shakedown, right? They specialize in cheese steaks. Ooh. Oh, wow. <sighs> Should have um, there. We still have Dark Souls watch on this. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian's I've, not playing it anymore. No, not, I've, no. Been, <laughs> I've been reading some uh, like j- journals oh. about. Dark hey Rose, Souls. you want to talk quickly about? the ring city oh yeah you played yeah that. no no so so i so yeah okay my little reward to myself after the wedding that i bought uh before i left was like the dark souls 3 season pass um all right i just got married what should i do play some dark souls. angry pretty much um not kiss your wife come on Rhodes. no we still don't kiss we we don't believe in that um good good for you so uh, it was very awkward actually, when Brandon was like, you can kiss a bride, and you're like, ugh, ugh. No, thank you. Let's just fake Not it. Just me. fake it. Fake it, but there's a very thin piece of paper in front of us, actually, when we did that. <laughs> oh, it, um, it can be like a, the, what was it, Batman and Robin of Poison Ivy, where Robin yeah. has the, like, plastic lips on? Maybe, uh, maybe I don't that. know you're talking about. Yeah, dude, I oh, know what you're talking about. It's like, so, po- po- Poison Ivy kisses people, and then their mind control, or dead or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, then okay. Robin has, like, Invisalign for his lips, and so he when so he kisses Poison Ivy, she's like, "I got you, Robin." And then he's like, "Nope, I just stole a smooch." Um, nice. Yeah, you, you could do that. Rose that, that could be steals all the smooches. He puts paper in the middle. It's all the spectacle, none of the sin. <laughs> That's me. That's my uh, bio. <laughs> all the spectacle, none of the sin. None of the sin. That's very good. Um, no, so actually I didn't play Ringed City yet. Uh, Dark Souls 3 released two expansion packs or DLC packs since it came out in like March 2016. Um, the first one is called Ashes of Ariandel. Ariandel? That was the snow Ariandel? Right? Yeah. Um, so like that, they they both didn't get great reviews, but yeah. I like playing Dark Souls and I figured like... Yeah. Um, well, just in general, it. Dark Souls 3 like was relatively poorly received and I, I don't get that. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I would read. I, I know I Phil know. Kohler like really dunked on it real hard. I think he gave it. Like, I just a think six. that like it's tough because like Dark Souls three is not exciting, but it is just like a very competent Dark Souls game. I think I like that a lot. But anyway, um, yeah. So Ashes of Ariandel has you uh, play, taking your character to a certain zone in in the main game, and then getting transported to a painted world, which is a reference to. Dark Souls One, uh, a zone in Dark Souls One that everyone really loved. So Which this, zone? Um, Did I play it? So, no, probably not. Yeah, it's, it's another it's painting. A, yeah, it's painting. A bit into it. Ashen World of I don't Ashen know. World. I can't remember what it's called. So I don't really know. The, the, I haven't played Ring City, but this one it, it just feels pointless. Like they're not doing a very good job of explaining what's going on here and. I typically don't play for story anyway, but I do usually get the sense that something is happening. Mm-hmm. And this one, I just like get transported to this snowy world, fight a bunch of really annoying. Uh, I'm just going to say it unfair. Um, yeah, that's what I've seen about it. Like cheap, unfair enemies. And then it's just like done. And yeah. the boss fight is, is not very exciting. Uh, I haven't necessarily beat it. There are three stages to the boss fight. Um, I've beaten the first two and it just, I've heard, I've heard that once you beat it, it just ends and you get transported back to the main world and there's not a whole lot of new gear or weapons or anything exciting keeping you through this. Um, I don't know. There's just something off about it. I think it's the difficulty. Uh, and I think it's just a little uninspired, frankly. And well, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah, and, and it's beautiful because you're like you're in this really cool snowy world, but mm-hmm. it's just not very good looking. Well, and Miyazaki or, uh, said for fun. a while that they're like really tired of Dark Souls. Like they they really want to move on, but um, Bandai knows that that's their fucking bread and butter right now. 
And yeah. so they, they're <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, we need you to keep making Dark Souls. And they're like, uh, we're fucking sick of Dark Souls. Which yeah. is like, you can tell in Bloodborne that like that was really a project that they were like actually super into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, like I'm I, yeah, like I'm fine if Dark Souls dies as like for like the oh. namesake. Yeah, but, but like, as long as From keeps making cool stuff. Like, yeah, if, if yeah, From keeps doing what they want, like which Bandai should really just let him let Miyazaki make what he loves mm-hmm. making. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like. Uh, what we're talking about? Somebody's talking about like, oh yeah, like I, th- oh, I think it was on Besties, and they're talking about Type Shift. Like, um, the guy's first game was uh, Spell Tower, and it was like a or huge his hit. First, like commercial success was yeah, yeah Spell like, Tower. like his yeah. first game was like massively successful, and so then he kind of had the freedom to do whatever he wanted after that, and like, yeah, like yeah, and like that's paid off in dividends. Like, like that's huge. Like, like that guy's been yeah. very successful, and it's like Miyazaki like changed the landscape of gaming mm-hmm. and he said to keep doing the same thing since then yeah like, yeah like let him innovate yeah i i want to believe that like you've heard all these stories about how certain people on on at bungie who still wanted to make halo stayed on for 343 and they kept yeah. making halo because that's like what they love to do yeah. i want to believe that there's still people at from who just like love making dark souls games because i don't yeah, necessarily yeah. think this does feel a little churned out and maybe it just like didn't have enough time in the oven or something yeah. no and I, but, I i definitely feel at least with like the dlc there was a lot of pressure to be like you need to put up more dark souls yeah. and yeah and like and yeah and i think if dark souls exists or like bandai creates a new team and uses that same framework and maybe does take somebody from that franchise who like is very in love with it like mm-hmm. like if especially if miyazaki's like has like an understudy like yeah um i think mario yeah mario did that at some point i forget which game but like um like yeah like somebody's understudy or no no pokemon's what i'm thinking of the guy who directed all the pokemon games um like up until sun and moon like his protege made sun and moon and like he had all these like great ideas and you know Hmm. like like ultimately like pokemon sun and moon's a fine pokemon game and, and that game that series really needed like something to like yeah like give it life kick in the pants yeah. and like for you know like ultimately he did do that for better or worse and mm-hmm. I, I i personally think for the better and it's like yeah if there's one of those guys who wants to still keep making dark souls like and then like if they can go in tandem like all right this year it's miyazaki's game and th- next year it's the dark souls game and then like yeah. if they kind of keep going on in that pattern this in the way that like call of duty does where like a different studio has a different game each year like Oh man, that'd be like if, if they did that with the from software <laughs> style of games, like I would buy every single one of them. I'm sure that we all at one point thought we'd buy every single Call of Duty too. I'd rather them take their time with this stuff, frankly. But, yeah, no, and it's and you know if the Dark Souls goes like the quality that it's been with this these DLCs, then maybe not. But yeah, um, I, I think it's since it's not like Call of Duty. Like yeah. I, I think that you could do that, and like, and they've been making Dark Souls at like a two-year pace, anyways. At least from software's been making games at that pace already. Like, totally. With like Bloodborne and like yeah, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls Three have all come out since 2011. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And even like the least of which, probably Dark Souls Two, is still a fine game. Totally. Like, like it's yeah. So I, I'd be yeah. fine if they kind of adopted that approach. I think I'd probably yeah. like Dark Souls Two the most. Because it's having no experience at all with this, with the series, except the what first one. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah. So if there's anything cool, I could say like it is interesting fighting a certain enemy in the in the DLC where like you are in a forest and you get attacked by wolves, and the wolves are a very unique Dark Souls type of enemy because they don't necessarily come at you the same way other enemies oh, do. Like. like they all they, they come in packs and then they circle around you and attack one at a time. So you yeah, have to be really like on top of your stuff. It's, it's uh, so it, cool. Like, that changes up the combat a little bit, but ev- everything else is a little kind of rote yeah. and not really exciting. Yeah. Uh, so well, before we, we wrapped up, I kind of wanted to ask you guys like, what are you guys looking forward to in the like, immediate future? Like, what are you hoping to play next? Um. Uh, now that things have like slowed down and like the the, the release schedule is a little slower. I'm 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 still looking forward to eventually playing near. Um, yeah, I'm. But here. Zelda was one of those games where I like. Oh, I, that's I right. I felt like I just needed to play it. So yeah, I, I got well, yeah, it. I forgot that you're just getting into that, so it's going to be a month mm-hmm. before you can play something else. Sure. 
Um, um, well, so here's the thing. Oh, you're going to play Persona? I want to, yeah. PS3. Oh, yeah, my, my roommate got it. It's <laughs> supposed to be here tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. I don't um, have many like upcoming releases, though, that I'm stoked on right now. I So I was going to say, like, I mentioned to you guys, I, I sort of set up my recording room yeah. with a new monitor, and I plugged the Wii U into that. So now that I've got, like, segmented rooms, mm-hmm. I actually feel like I could play Zelda and something else if I yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Like, eventually I might get near and just hop back and forth. Like, it, it's a very different frame of mind sort of thing. Like, with Zelda, yeah. I uh, put the headphones in, and that's, like, all I'm doing. But when I'm playing a game on the couch in the other room, I I don't know. I feel a little bit more distracted because there's a lot more going on out there. Yeah. No, that's uh. totally fair. Um, yeah, like, I was kind of looking, and I saw... Like, I have articles saved on my uh, browser for ukulele and Thimbleweed Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I really want to get into those. Like, even though ukulele is being received kind of poorly and, um, like, actually, like, going through and reading a lot of the criticisms, like, it seems like something that I might not enjoy as much as I did because that was, like, my most anticipated game this year. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I still might play it. I might wait a little bit for the price to go down. Um, yeah. Just because it's one of those games that, like, even for like 30 bucks, I could probably like justify being like, yeah, like I, I could put that into it and yeah. And be fine with it regardless. Like at least supporting a team that, you know, made a passion project that I totally, but, yeah. um, that, that price I, thing is part of the reason why I bought Zelda. Cause like near is probably more likely to go on sale than Zelda ever will. Oh, so like yeah, I can pick sure. up near in like a month or two and it's 30 bucks and I'll be good. Yeah. To go. Um, yeah, I, I might pick up near on my computer. I'll need to see if I can run it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you have to let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so anyway, um, yeah. thank you all for listening to fans of the genre. Uh, I have to wrap up because my cat is making a lot of noises. Um, <laughs> if you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. It really helps others discover the show. Most importantly, tell a friend. Um, follow us on Twitter at fans of genre or on Facebook at facebook.com slash fans of the genre, and you can send us questions and feedback there. Uh, thank you to John Bash for composing a completely original theme. Um, thanks John thanks you can find me on Twitter at Rhodes Clark I'm at Brian T. Swanson I'm at Mikey Krieger and uh, that's gonna do it for us thanks bye bye